Try Me, the podcast, and I'm your host, Robin Kenny, and I have a very special guest today. I have Kevin O'Connor, who is running for U.S. Senate. Kevin, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Robin. Oh, this is so exciting. So tell me a little bit, people, for people who don't know who you are yet, a lot of people are starting to figure out who you are very quickly. Tell me a little bit about your background and why you're running for U.S. Senate. So I am uh, not a career politician. I'm a citizen legislator. Uh, I'm a lawyer by training. I've been a business lawyer for the last 30 years. So I, I, I'm a trial lawyer. I go to court for clients and mostly in the business area, but I've had some, some great cases outside the business realm as well in terms of representing tenants against the slumlord. I represented a wrongfully convicted uh, man. I've been very active in the Bar Association on a variety of different um, causes and, and supporting um, pro bono work and things of, uh, of that nature. And then in terms of per my personal life, I'm, I'm married. I'm the father of four boys. My youngest is nine. My oldest is 26. Um, and I'm the second of six kids of Jack and Peggy O'Connor. My dad was um, born in, my parents were from Queens in New York. My dad grew up in a one-bedroom apartment. He was the oldest of four kids. He was born in 1933 during the Depression. And, and he and my mom uh, put, they, my father made it through the Depression. It was very tough. Um, and and he, he grew up in an unhappy home. Uh, but, uh, but he got through. He joined the Marine Corps. My mom was a public school teacher. And then they had six kids together. She was a stay-at-home mom, and and, um, and and we had great family gatherings. We had this really diverse group of people within our family, uh, and we loved debating ideas, uh, and, and at all different points in the political spectrum. And I'm running just because I'm, con I'm a concerned father of four. Mm. Uh, I love our country, and, and I am a fighter, I'm a happy warrior, but I, but I love, I, I, I'm a trial lawyer, so I love a good contest, and I love advocating for ideas and standing up for principles, and I think uh, that the, the two candidates on the Democratic side were probably the, the odds makers' favorites, I think have done really bad jobs in Congress. They are woeful underperformers, and I think a citizen, a citizen legislator can do a much better job. Great. My mother's name was Peggy as well. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm dying to get that out. I was like, oh, what a coincidence. Um, so that's great. And at, so I was watching you on a candidate spotlight, which just came to mind. Um, and they said, I think it was the last time that Massachusetts elected a U.S. senator as a Republican was Scott Brown. Yes. Am I right? Okay. Correct. Um, you had any contact with him or I was just curious about um, if you've talked to any other Republicans who have run in, in, in Massachusetts and what, what their experience, have you shared experiences with people? Yeah, I've talked to a lot of them. I, I've, I've talked to Senator Brown mm -hmm. and, and he, he's an ambassador. So he's, he's you know, he, he can speak to people as, uh, you know, just like, hey, you know, how are you? And, and so I've talked to a lot of elected officials, nothing in depth, none of them are involved in my campaigns in any way, but they've all been really kind. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a real kinship among people that have run for office in that they, they, they understand what it's like to be the, the competitor 
in the arena. Mm. And, and, and they're really, I, I, I've had a bunch of conversations with, with people, including with Democrats, and they've been really generous in terms of saying, hey, it's, 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 a, it's a, a really intense experience. And, 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 and most of them have said they think that when you look back on your life, you'll be glad you did it. Mm, and so yeah. far, I really am. I'm loving it. And that's how, um, that's how I got connected with you was through my friend, Jeff Deal. Uh, yeah. And he said the same thing. The last time I, I spoke with him, he said, like, you know, I'm, I'm so happy I did it. It's not always easy, but I'm so happy. He met so many wonderful people. I love Jeff Deal. And Jeff has endorsed me uh, for oh, all awesome. Jeff Deal fans. Yes, yes. So I've been endorsed by all three of the Republican candidates uh, in the 2018 election. Jeff Beth Lindstrom and, and John Kingston all came together to endorse me. But yeah, you've got some other great endorsements too. I mean, you're just, you're doing pretty well right now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about um, some of the issues, actually get into some of the issues here. Sure. So I was reading something that you wrote and you've discussed um, sort of failed Democrat policies um, and you talk about failed urban schools. And I think that's a huge issue for people who care about our kids' education. And there are, and I used to be a writing tutor for um, the West Roxbury Education Complex. Yeah. And they, they needed more money and more support and more help. And it was, it was just, you know, the, so many wonderful kids like aren't getting the support that they need. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about school choice. And is that something that you support? Yes, I do. I do. Well, I, and, and I think th there's a balance that some, some, some people are very happy with their schools mm -hmm. more in, in the suburban areas. And so we need to be mindful and make sure that those, those budgets are protected. Mm -hmm. But our, I, I, I absolutely believe that our urban schools, including in the city of Boston, uh, shout out to Mayor Walsh and to, to Ayanna Presley, our urban schools are failing our children. And the greatest civil rights issue of the day is, is the education of the children in disadvantaged communities. Mm -hmm. every, every group that has ever advanced within a society has done it through the opportunity, hard work, and, and, a, and a sound education system. And, uh, and, and right now, the city of the inner city schools right here in Massachusetts and across the country are failing our children. They and, are. And I mean, I, and I can't, I speak from, the, I, I rarely tell my own little stories here, but please, I please. sat with kids writing college essays that had no money, you know, and they had no support because the teachers were overwhelmed and the schools needed, the schools just need so much more um from us <laughs> and so there, i just have so there's so many bright young kids who are just getting ignored basically um and it, it may be sad but also some great moments and so yeah i think our our inner city schools need a lot more than they're getting from democratic leadership the, the democratic leader leadership elevates its loyalty and fealty to the teachers union over the best interest of disadvantaged children in Massachusetts. And those are not the people who we need to lead us in difficult times. If, if, if you're more about the union. I agree with you. Um, so 
Yeah, and there's a balance, right? Every, like with everything, you can't just have a free for all. Like everyone can go to whatever school they want, and you you need you do need to protect the budgets, like you said. So, but as it, you know, in a reasonable way, moving forward, um, I was always just very shocked. Um, I think it was about like five or six years ago, there was this liberal bookstore, liberal owner. There was a bookstore, and my I was living in Winthrop, and I liked the woman obviously really liberal, like all the posters on the wall, whatever. So I would always try to support small business. And I drove by her store one day and I had to like do a double take because there were all these signs that were like, vote no on school choice. I'm like, it's gotta be worded wrong. You know what I mean? This has to be worded so that she supports school choice somehow because she, she cares so much about education. And no, lo and behold, I went home and did some research and I was like, nope, she's fighting against it. So I always just thought that was an issue that showed liberals true colors when it comes to supporting our children. And, you know, they care more about the unions, like you said, at the end of the day. And it's not something that I think they should be proud of. As a part yeah, of well, and, 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 you know, and, and, and that, I mean, that union in particular, they've, they've, they're failing in the, in the, in the inner cities. And, and, and none of the Democratic politicians are standing up to them. Elizabeth Warren, interestingly, used to be a passionate advocate for school choice. Mm. And, and, and the more uh, entrenched she became, as a, once she became a Democrat politician, mm-hmm. she became an advocate against school choice. So A lot of her older ideas that are on paper, you know, and some of the books that she's written, you know, trying to protect the family and... I, Things have changed for her a lot. And I think oh, she's, yeah. she's a smart woman. I'm not going to say that, that she's not, but things have changed in her, in her, uh, her life because of no, the, she, the power. She's, she's, she's very smart. That's, that's the yeah. uh, great, great intellect and misguided ideas can take us to, 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 the, to, the, uh, to the wrong places. So, yeah, um, so you're talking about the current leadership in Massachusetts and the people that you're running against. And you mentioned something about all the failures that we've seen. And you said something that I love that you said, failure doesn't bother them. And I'm like, it doesn't, as long as they get elected, their failures don't bother them. Whereas it would drive me nuts. You know, like you're a hard worker, I'm a hard worker. I would want a good record. And they just gloss over all the negative things that they've left undone. And leads me into another point. Did you watch any of the coverage of the Democratic National Convention last night? I've watched little snippets of it. So I'm out campaigning and I was, I, I, I met with um, some town committees and and, and wrapping up and endor- getting endorsements. But I, so I was up north, um, uh, finished up in Danvers uh, and I, I, I was in, um, sorry, I've, I've been up on the North Shore. So I w- I'm not watching the Democrat uh, National Convention, but I am seeing highlights and, and I completely agree with you. It's, it's, it's uh, we're getting really kind of a fictional presentation of, of uh, and and people are lauding uh, accomplishments very vaguely and 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 really spending more time as far as I can tell uh, on personal attacks than they are on addressing substantively what was accomplished and what wasn't accomplished. Um, so it's it's unfortunate. And, but that's where they want to go because the record, the facts don't support them. I'm a lawyer and there's a saying, when the facts <laughs> support your case, uh, argue the facts. When the law supports your case, argue the law. And when neither support your case, pound the table. What we're seeing at the Democratic Convention is 
pounding the table and they don't want to they don't want to deal with the facts or the law never heard that and i love that then that is that describes their but they've been pounding the table for five years uh, it's unbelievable and all of these yeah. you know moments that i just we're wasting so much time that you know people aren't doing their jobs because they're they're so obsessed with donald trump and it's like it's unsettling it's unfair to the american people like you don't like the guy i get it do your job you know yes totally totally the notion that you you'd be focused on resistance during the the resistance that was a year of, that's four years of people's lives so in the real world we're trying to say put our kids through school maybe, maybe save to buy a home maybe maybe take a vacation buy a meal uh, create a business and and during all that time they've been focused not on helping the people of massachusetts but on on really the politics of of polarization and 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 standing against people rather than getting things done for the people of massachusetts i couldn't agree more um so let's talk about the hello of oh hi can you have yeah. me you know we lost the connection for a second oh okay so let's talk about the issue of law and order hello. and what lost me again hello we're breaking up hmm. hello hi can you hear me hello hello is it wi-fi my wi-fi is good can you hear me now Just, uh, just, uh, internet connection. Hello. Hi, Robin. Hi. Hi. Are we back? I lost my internet connection. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Got a little Can break, you... right? Yeah. Um. Do you do you know when you lost me? Like, did we do we need to say anything again, or can we just? Uh... <laughs> no, I I didn't feel like it was um. A broken thought. Okay, I think I was transitioning into a new thing. I think yeah, I was talking okay. about the defund the police movement. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so all right, want to get back? Sure. Okay. Let's see here. So when you say both 
Um, sorry, when you say both stepped out to support the defund the police movement, you mean Markey and Kennedy, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, um, you mentioned that Markey and Kennedy both support defunding the police and that whole movement. Um, where do you stand? I think I don't have to ask, but where do you stand on defunding the police? So I support the police. I oppose defunding the police. So, so Senator Markey and Congressman Kennedy are using this phrase, reimagine policing. And, and then they want to rebalance the budgets, they say. They basically want to divert money away from police departments. Having vilified the police um, uh, for, for months on end, they, uh, they, they, they want to take money away from police resources. And I think that's completely wrong. 80% of Americans, more than 80% across racial lines, <laughs> recognize that that we need either existing levels of policing or and, and in a lot of neighborhoods even more policing mm -hmm. so their their positions are totally out of step with main street the manner in which they have vilified our police departments is totally unacceptable mm -hmm. and i think the massachusetts voters will find the, the their misconduct totally unacceptable. And I want to just add one other thing in particular regarding Congressman Kennedy. Hmm. He, he was, um, he, he was a, a prosecutor after um, graduating from law school. He, I don't think he was a prosecutor long enough to, to be able to go to superior court, which is where the, the, the felonies are tried. But somehow, magically, he became the first assistant, so the highest-ranking non-elected person in the Middlesex District of County, District County, or Middlesex District Attorney's Office. So the biggest job possible. He got two years out of law school, which is, I think, pretty. Hey, much he's got a nice last name, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. But no. anyway. He was, he was with with his meteoric rise through the criminal justice system, he had all this firsthand experience. And before 2020, before it was convenient politically, he offered no reforms whatsoever uh, to, to improve policing. He was, he was silent on these issues, all of these systemic issues that he's talking about were, were uh, as far as I can tell, nowhere uh, to be seen in his agenda. So this is really opportunism at its worst, political opportunism at its worst. If he had information based on his, his meteoric rise or his, 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 the high ranking position he got two years out of law school, he should have shared those insights with Massachusetts voters long before 2020. He's been in Congress for eight years. He's done nothing on that issue or just about any other issue. Uh, and it's, 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 it's really unfortunate and really unfair to our police that he's now turning his backs on them and turning his backs on their families and vilifying them and, and, and offering policies that would make our communities much less safe. Yeah, most people on the streets do not want less police. Most, you know, I, I think it was Greg Gutfeld on Fox News who said he wished that these protests and the riots were happening in some of these people's neighborhood because they might change their tune about, you know, how we're going to handle them. 
Well, absolutely. So the one thing, the one thing I would add is if we're going to defund the police, let's defund the Capitol police. So if, if we were to go visit yeah. Congress and go to try see, <laughs> no. try to see Senator Markey or representative or Congressman Kennedy, we wouldn't be able to just walk in. There'd be police, Capitol police there, checkpoints, and they'd be, they'd be armed and they would protect them. And, and no one in Congress is talking about eliminating Capitol police. Nope. Or defund us, um, little guys. <laughs> it, it's it's a recurring theme. Everything, whether it's healthcare, whether it's securities trading, the law enforcement protection they get, every retirement benefits. There's one standard for the career politicians in Congress, and there's another standard for the rest of us. And I will bring that to an end. Oh, I'm so excited about that <laughs> we need more people like you to stand up and run i know it's not easy but um so let's talk about a little more it, this is sort of in line with law and order sure. and if you support it or not so joe and ed agree with bernie sanders who said the boston marathon bomber should have the right to vote i mean is that is that any normal thinking person's position that you know in your life? Well, I think it's inconsistent with Massachusetts values. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and what I would encourage your viewers and, and people to, to focus on is that sometimes there's an issue that just crystallizes for you what a, a, what a politician is all about, right? They, they deal with a lot of complicated things in Congress. And, and it's hard for a lot of us to follow it. But there's some things we know based on human experience and common sense. And this is one of them. This is a window into their souls. It is a window into their values and their thinking. And they believe that Johar Sarnayev, the marathon bomber, who killed a child, they, they, they killed Massachusetts citizen, that, 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 that he should have the right to vote that he should have be decarcerated and that the police officers, at, when we were Boston strong and unified as a community and police officers were our heroes, that that group should be defunded and, and vilified. No issue. Yeah, the priorities are just wrong to me. Honestly. Totally wrong, totally misguided and, and would really hurt Massachusetts, our children, may just make our communities less, our neighborhoods less safe. Mm -hmm. Terrible, terrible ideas. Yes, lots of terrible ideas floating around. Um, so to wrap things up today, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, what sort of things do you bring to the table? You know, I kind of went dark there with the <laughs> marathon bomber, but if we're talking about positive change, what are some things you want to see happen? So I'm I I'm the second of six kids, as I mentioned, and I'm I'm from a huge Irish family, and our family is that we have a Holocaust survivors' daughter, Cuban immigrants' daughter. We have we have tons of immigrants. I'm a unifier, and and I've learned to that that you unify people with energy, effort, passion, and and a good heart. And and what I want to bring to 
the United States Senate is um, someone who's focused not on political gain and advancement and building a career, a political career, but delivering for the people of Massachusetts. And there's just no question that if we have a bipartisan delegation, if we have juice with the Republicans in Washington and the Democrats in Washington, we can deliver more in terms of federal support for important projects in Massachusetts, like rebuilding RD. We'll have a more balanced delegation that will reflect the concerns of people like yourself, like small business owners, like, like, like law enforcement, the people who care about community safety. I'll be an includer, I'll be a uniter, and my goal will be to make sure that our government works for us and that the government is not the, doesn't treat us like we work for the government. Mm, absolutely. Uh, well, I enjoy your message. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great day. Good luck with everything. I'll be watching your campaign. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, can I mention my website? Of course. Yes. Oh, great. So, okay. So I people, should have done that. But. <laughs> yeah. If people want to support us, Please, it's, it's, uh, please go to KOCforsenate.com. So KOC, it's the opposite of AOC. I was just going to say that you stole my joke. Yeah, it's not a joke. Yeah, I know. It's the opposite of AOC, which is the, which is the animating direction of the other, uh, the, uh, of, of the other candidates. So it's, okay. it's KOCforsenate.com. Please like us on Facebook, support us in every way. And I have a primary on September 1st. So please vote for me in the Republican primary. Awesome. Um, yep, so KOC for Senate. And thank you so much, Kevin O'Connor. At .com. Thank you so much. Great talking to you, Bob. Bye. Bye, Bye. Thank you. Okay, so that's that. Um, great. I'll, yeah, I'll edit out the, the pause and stuff. And Yeah, great. Shouldn't take me too long to have it ready. So Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. I'm. Yeah. I, this is a new podcast, so you know. I don't know. You can share it if you end up liking it. It's up. Oh, to you. sure, absolutely. You know, if you want me to connect you with other candidates, yes. <laughs> let me know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's great. So Julie Hall. There's there's a bunch of congressional candidates. Who who who? Uh, uh, Julie Hall, Helen Brady, Rayla Campbell. I met Rayla. Yeah, they're very. Yeah. They, they're they're great. They'll give you great shows. Jump yeah, why don't I, what, um, do you want me to um, email you at some point and then? Yes. I can, yes. maybe, maybe if, if, if I email Kelly you. Have your, if Kelly has your email, yes. I, can get, I, can, I can get you connected with all those candidates. Awesome. And I'll put, like, I'll put together, like, just a short blurb about, like, what, I, what I'm doing. Like, it's a podcast about politics, blah, blah, blah. And Great. so maybe we can have just a one paragraph thing to invite them on. Great. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Great meeting you. All right. Really appreciate you. it. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.